Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. One four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join the conversation, it's the Wendy's Big Show, one zero five seven FM. The Fan. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby. Tao, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer alongside. So is Gary Ellerson for Badger and Packer running back. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Follow his coverage of your Milwaukee Bucks at Eric underscore name N E H M is how you follow him along. He's our Milwaukee basketball insider, and he's on one zero five seven FM. The Fan right now. Eric, appreciate the time, man. Uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks in Perry, a little bit of a slight vacation for a, a beat writer as you guys get a few days to maybe lay low a little bit here? How dare you suggest I'm on vacation? <laughs> How dare you? No, there, there's always work to do. I got some projects in the works. Uh, there should be some fun stuff. No, I'm just kidding. It is nice to not have to worry about how I'm getting to a game tonight or last night or tomorrow like so i i'm enjoying it i'm very much enjoying it well and and eric it's tough because when when i get to talk to matt after the games on the post game show i know sometimes you guys are driving back to a hotel and and figuring out (laughs) if there's a shoot around coming up the next day the bucks have had such a hectic schedule with this planned trip to paris how much do you think it's going to affect not only you know the next couple of weeks as the lead up and the backdrop? There's a lot of games stacked up together, but maybe just the the freshness of the team later on in the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to watch because we were marked a couple times, me and Matt, just like every time this year, it's essentially games every other day, and then if you throw a back to back in there, there was a bunch of three games and four days stretches mm-hmm. and. This Bucks team had, had kind of had to deal with a schedule that's a little bit tighter than most teams. You know, uh, I look around the league at some of my colleagues at the Athletic talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, they had two days off here in a row to kind of catch up with some things or install something new or have a practice day. And, you know, when you look back at the schedule, the Bucks have had, like, three of those type of situations. Uh, I think maybe four if you add in one of the times that they had a West Coast road trip. So, they haven't had a lot of those. This schedule has been, you know, pretty much game, day off, game, day off, game, day off. Like, it, it has just kept going. And, you know, I think for them that's been nice because they're winning so much that it is kind of nice to stay in a routine and just kind of keep that going and keep a, a rhythm going. Uh, so this is kind of weird where they have a bunch of days off in front of this game, a bunch of days off after this game, uh, in that a bit slower on the schedule when they first get back to end the season like it's going to be pretty much every other day because they had to somehow figure out how you get three days off before this game and then three days off after this game so uh it is made for a weird schedule this season but uh we'll see how the bucks react to it and uh see what they do when they get back i think there's there probably is some concern within the organization that just such a weird stretch in the middle of your season 
could have an adverse effect. Obviously, not much has affected this team this year, but um, it wouldn't shock me if they are a little bit. Uh, I mean, still not. It wouldn't be jet lag a week after they return, but just a little bit out of sorts as they kind of get into a different rhythm. Hey, uh, talk a little bit about. There was this article came out somewhere, and then we're is really surrounding around um, Zion, but they're saying that you know there's really no real you know, players right now in the NBA and Zion is kind of, you know, on the scene, so it's happening in the NBA. And then it kind of talking about the Milwaukee Bucks is that no one thinks the Milwaukee Bucks are for real and that it's kind of a, of a boring season. What what What's your thoughts on national per, perception of the Milwaukee Bucks? And we did a topic here of, of the Milwaukee Bucks. What did I talk about, Billy? Are, are the Bucks, Bucks being disrespected Bucks nationally? Being disrespected nationally? So I think the big thing is Mike Boonholzer. Um, I don't think it's necessarily Giannis. I think we've seen a lot of superstars kind of go through uh, the build-up to winning their first championship. I think a lot of people got really excited about Bud's teams in Atlanta. They they really liked that, hey, you know, this is the new Spurs. This is uh, the team basketball still being important and still mattering. And, you know, you don't need all these superstars. You don't have to bring everyone together. And then they kept losing to LeBron. And there was a bunch of people that, you know, I just think really were out here kind of talking about how good it was to see a team still win like that. And then they just kept getting beat by LeBron. And everyone kind of said, okay, well, I guess you need superstars. Like, that's going to have to be how you win championships now. And, that was obviously one superstar when LeBron mm-hmm. was in Cleveland being the Hawks, and now it's gone to two, and then the Warriors had three, maybe even four. Consider, I guess, figuring out how you, you know, kind of grade Draymond Green, and I think there's still that sting from that first time around with Bud. That now when they see a Bud team, it's just you know Bud doesn't make adjustments and Bud isn't a good enough coach and Bud coaches for the regular season not the postseason and you know I've been I've been talking with a couple people and part of me wonders if if the best thing possible for the league would be Lakers Bucks in the finals Bucks win the finals and then we can all kind of reconsider what we think about the NBA regular season. Right. We can reconsider and say, you know what, the regular season does actually matter. That this team perfected how they played during the regular season, went out and dominated the regular season, and then went out and dominated the postseason. Mm -hmm. And conversely, I think the worst thing that could happen for the league is if the Clippers, who don't care about the regular season in any way, have two mercenaries that came in together, the found their way, traded to L.A., and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard got themselves there, didn't care about the regular season, came through, and then they won a title. That might be the worst thing that could happen for the NBA because then all of the, the thoughts people have about the NBA regular season doesn't matter, none of this matters, 82 games, whatever, it's only about the 16 at the end. Like If that kind of goes in that direction, then all of a sudden all of those things can be even more true. And I just think we're in a really interesting spot with the league where that to me is kind of what this all is. Like the bucks do not symbolize what most people think matters about the league at this point. What matters mm-hmm. about the league is superstars and load management and resting your guys, right. and making sure that you're ready for the playoffs and all of that. 
while the Bucks are kind of bucking that trend, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But See if they go ahead and here, yeah. go out and get a, a championship, that could make everyone rethink the league. So I think we're in a really interesting season because I think if the Bucks win, they have the potential to change some of those narratives. I'm shaking my head while you were Why talking you the entire is? time. Why? Because if, 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 because it sounds like a guy that's talking from a small market in Milwaukee about what's good for the league and what's not good for the league. And the reality of the situation probably is, in league offices, the best thing that could happen would be to see the Bucks lose at some point in the Eastern Conference playoffs, have Giannis decide not to stay in Milwaukee, go to New York instead, revitalize that huge... And that's their best case scenario. Worst case scenario is small little Milwaukee goes and does win an NBA championship with Giannis, and now they don't have their star in a big market that desperately needs one right now. And instead, he's in Milwaukee with two other guys that aren't superstars either in Middleton or Blood. So there's not even two superstars on the team to begin with to market around. I, to me, I think that's probably if if we're being honest, in league circles, probably what they're hoping for from TV ratings and, and the, the exposure that the NBA wants, because not having a good team in Chicago, not having a good team in New York, I mean, it is absolutely killing this this league from a TV rating standpoint. So where I would push back is that I think in in some of the league circles that I end up talking in, as you know, you travel around the league, you know, I think there is at least some concern about maybe we've we've gone in the wrong direction as a league we're saying that you know all of the superstar stuff all of the drama about where they're going and what they're doing that moves on twitter right you don't sell on twitter there's no ads for twitter you you don't get to say hey well we're the most talked about league on twitter great that doesn't help our ad revenue in any mm-hmm. way good point and uh, I think kind of what in the league circles I'm kind of in, like I think there is some thought that, okay, we do obviously want to have great teams in big markets. That's, that's obvious. But there is also, I think, a little bit of concern that, hey, we're in such a hurry to make everyone, you know, tweet out, oh, my gosh, this league. There's so much drama. There's always something to talk about that we've totally devalued the product that we're actually selling, and that is games. That is actually the stuff that you see on TV uh, every single night. That is the the billions of dollars that you're signing a national TV deal for. So I think it, it, it is, like I said, I think this is just a really interesting time in the league because I do think there is at least some talk among those people, you know, that you're talking about, hey, we got to get a better market in Chicago. we got a better team in New York. There is always going to be that talk, but I do also think they're wondering if, They've gone too far in the other direction that, you know, to capitalize on making this a bigger product on Twitter and, you know, make more people talk about the league if they've actually devalued their own product. Talking with Eric Name, Eric underscore Name, N-E-H-M is where you follow his work on the Milwaukee Bucks, beat writer for the Milwaukee Bucks or covering the Milwaukee Bucks here on the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's been difficult, Eric, because really some of the best parts and the best drama of the season come in the off season, And like you were saying, when, when you need to know and want to know who's able to be the new star on the move and, and that kind of reality television at this point in time with the type of numbers that they've been waiting for and the type of money that is still on the table for the league based on where they are financially. And I think collective bargaining wise, it might be the healthiest league, but would the TV revenue uh, maybe say a little differently. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you, I guess you're always going to, I think the NBA is always going to dream about the NFL's numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like the worst NFL, I mean, the, the Pro Bowl right. outrates most NBA games and we can all agree that the Pro Bowl is a trash product. It sucks. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. No one likes it. And yet, everyone watches it. You I know. Isn't that, that crazy? You, you can sell the ad revenue off that because you have millions and millions of people tuning into the Pro Bowl. So that is always, to me, what the NBA is always going to strive for. They like that, you know, on Twitter they're very popular, that, you know, they're seen as a very uh, socially independent and forward-thinking organization. That is mm-hmm. all great. But people like money. Owners like to make money. Owners want to sell their franchises for even more uh, than they're currently selling them for. Like, they want to be the NFL. Like, they want to have that. And it's never going to happen, 16 games to 82. Like, that, it's just never going to happen. But they do want to see those TV ratings continue to go up. And, and that's the thing that, you know, I think in league circles, there is some concern about, you know, how – how is this product going to be viable going forward? And they do have a, already have a television deal going for another couple of years here. And they have a CBA that does the same thing. But, you know, I think in that next batch of negotiations, they're trying to figure out, you know, how do we make our product on television even more interesting? And that's why there's been such a freak out about the ratings thus far this year. And I mean, I think there's easy explanations for it. Steph Curry not being healthy, Kevin Durant not being healthy, uh, Zan Williamson not being healthy, and they've given the Pelicans a bunch of national TV games. Like, there's there's explanations for why it's been bad thus far. But even if it was going better, it still wouldn't be the NFL. And I, I do still, I do think as a league, they are trying to figure out how do we get people to care more about games. How do we get more eyes on our television product because that is what we can sell that is the portion that we can sell it's great that we're popular on twitter but how do we go out and get more people to watch our game eric so the captains will be announced tonight for the all-star game we understand we know Giannis will be there but will will chris middleton go for a second straight year do you believe i think so and i don't know that so so why i believe so is if i was a coach and again, this is this is me trying to put my brain into this. If I was a coach and I knew that the team that's the best in the league, that's on pace for 70 wins, has a second guy that, you know, is like a borderline all-star, I would think to myself, hey, that guy only playing 28 minutes a night, he's sacrificing for the good of the team, he's sacrificing so this, that this team could be better, I would want my player to aspire to that. I would want my player to give up for the greater good. Like I would want him, uh, whatever my player is, I'd want him to think, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for my team and then also get rewarded for it. Like I think coaches would like to set the precedent that if you're on a 70-win team, your team gets two all-stars. It may, and again, like there's some people that have said they'll get three, and I think that's crazy. But I do think they'll get two all-stars because coaches value winning, or at least they say they value winning. So if they do – then you have to reward that team for being on this ludicrous pace. And the very clear second all-star for the Bucks would be Chris Middleton. Uh, and uh, so in my head, that's what makes sense. But coaches have been illogical before. Players have been illogical before. Fans True. have been illogical before. So all of that could happen once again. But I just think it, it makes a lot of sense to me that he would be uh, an all-star and selected by the coaches. Eric, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And uh, we'll be talking next week Thursday, all right? 
I look forward to it. See you guys. Thanks, right, man. Buddy. That's Eric Name joining us. Eric name. underscore name, N-E-H-M, is where you follow him on Twitter. The Great Midwest Bank Hotline is where he joined us. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. The Fister Hotel. Yeah, speaking of 1935, guys, they've been having five-star experiences for more than 125 years. Just walking into the lobby and your jaw will drop. Guys, want to see... Great Milwaukee views will check out Blue, the hotel's cocktail lounge on the 23rd floor. Or maybe relaxing in a spa is more your style. They have an award-winning wealth spa and salon, too. Experience the Midwest Condé Nast Travelers Reader's Top Choice and experience the wonders of the Fister at thefisterhotel.com. But wait, folks, I've got one more. Right next door to the Fister, the award-winning Mason Street Grill, a fantastic local joint with wood-fired dishes, delicious steaks, handcrafted cocktails, and live music. Literally some of the best steak you will ever have. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant bar, bustling dining room, or elegant private spaces, experience the best of the area, fresh cuisine, and expert service, and unmatched atmosphere. Reserve your table today at masonstreetgrill.com too. Fabulous places right here in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. The Fister Hotel, Restaurant Bar, and next to our folks, the Mason Street Grill. Great Lakes Dragway Pick a Lane is next. It's the Wendy's Big Show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.